0: happy friday everybody it is friday june 21st 2023 this is the second half podcast i'm tom powell and as always if you're listening to this that means you've made it through another week and margaritas are in order and every week when i tell you that margaritas are in order i come up with a reason why you should go get margaritas I tell you, I should start a football season, it's this, it's that, it's that, you know, it's fucking Labor Day weekend, It's t- whatever the fucking case may be, I always give you a reason why you should go get a pitcher of margaritas this particular Friday. and And it's going to be a little self-serving this week. Because the reason I have for you to go get margaritas this week is because I'm going on vacation next week. <laughs> yeah! That's right. Wheels up Monday, baby! A week in the Riviera Maya on the Mexican coast. I'm the fuck up out of here. I'm fucking out of here. I'm the fuck up out of here. I'm fucking out of here. See, I can freestyle. Just came up with that on the fly. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you get off of work today, go get yourself a picture of margaritas and celebrate in honor of me. Because I am going. Out of the country. I'm going to forget that we got any issues. I'm going to forget that we got any problems. I'm going to forget that we have any bills. I'm going to forget that we have any responsibilities. And I'm going to go sit poolside for a week with my wife and kids and just uh, chill. You know what I mean? Anybody know where to get good herb in Mexico, by the way? It will be, as I said, in the Riviera Maya right across the street from Cozumel. So if anybody has a uh, plug in the neighborhood, hook your boy up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hook a brother up. I'm going to be in town for a week. I'm going to need some. So Uh anyway, that's enough about that. Let's uh let's move on. Before we get into the uh the stories that we're going to cover this week, as always, I got to do a little uh I got to do a little housekeeping. I got to do a little uh a little notification for the folks that are finding us For the very first time. So, if you are listening to me for the first time, if this is the first time you're catching one of my podcasts, there are a couple of things that you need to know. First, this is an amateur podcast, Uh, it is not done in a studio. Nobody's paying me to do it. I don't have an editor. I don't have a mixer. I don't have uh, a producer. It, it is it is me and a microphone. And most of these podcasts are done in my home office on my laptop, but since my wife has been working at home and I like to get loud when I'm talking on my podcast, I have moved my podcast operation temporarily To the workshop out back, my shed out back. So I'm literally doing this podcast with a pair of earbuds on my iPhone right now in real time. So if you hear some background noise, if you hear the neighbor's mower start up or uh, the couple of the neighbor's dogs start barking and you're like, that's unprofessional. I don't ever hear that in any of the other podcasts I listen to. Please understand that, with all due respect, I already don't give a fuck if you're offended. It's not meant to be some finished, polished product. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting a shit. So, don't send me a message. Don't send me an email. Don't send me a voicemail. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can send me... You can call... And leave voicemails uh, on this uh, podcast, which I can then play in a a future podcast and respond to if you you guys want to. But that's the first thing you guys need to know if you're finding me for the first time. Amateur podcast, you're going to hear some background noise. The second thing I need to tell you is if you are finding me for the very first time, chances are you don't know about my website. So if you would indulge me for just a moment while I pimp myself... Uh, I'd like for you to swing by Old Hippie Media, if you could, please. That's Old Hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, media.com, and there you're going to find anything else you want to know about me. You're going to find uh, my blog. You're going to find links on where you can follow me on all of the various social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, that new one, Threads. I even think I got my fucking LinkedIn in there. Who just all of it. Go follow me on all the various platforms because I'm doing different shit across different platforms. Uh, you're going to find a link on where you can uh, buy my first two books. I uh, have written and self published two books available in paperback and ebook formats. They are A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco Loving Deadhead, and Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. You're going to find a link to my merch store. I have over 400 items for you to choose from. And uh, you're going to find a page on where you can generally support me. Uh, You can send me a message, you can find my P.O. box, and all of my various other uh, connectivity outlets. Connectivity outlets. Is that an actual term? You know what? Fuck it. It's Friday. I'm five and a half minutes into this thing. We're not going back and editing it and starting over again. So it's a fucking term for today. So anyway, if you want to find all of that shit, if you want to learn more about me, if you want to see where you can follow me on the various sites, if you want to support me, you want to buy my shit, go ahead and head over to oldhippymedia.com. Once again, that is oldhippymedia.com. And the term old in that uh, that uh, website address, old Hippie Media, has never felt more apropos than it does this morning. Because this morning is the anniversary of the release of Guns N' Roses' debut album, Appetite for Destruction. Appetite for Destruction was released on this date, 36 Years ago. Let me fucking repeat that for you, okay? 36 years ago. Insane, right? Insane. I bought Appetite for Destruction with money I earned at a fucking job. And it was released 36 years ago. Which means... Two, nine, two, carry the four and divide by. I'm fucking old! I'm fucking old, man. Wow, I saw that this morning and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's no wonder why I can hurt myself taking a nap these days. 36 years ago. <sighs> Where does the time go? But I digress. we got to get into some actual news stories instead of just reminiscing about how much of an old fuck I am. Uh, And we're going to start today with the topic that has been dominating the conversation over the course of the last few days, and that is Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. Now unless you've been living under a rock by now you have heard somebody's opinion on that song try that in a small town It is a song that talks about crime in the city and he says try that in a small town round here we take care of our own I got my daddy's pistol and The song is filled with Dog whistles and other innuendo. And when we point that out, the people on the conservative right predominantly, and it's not all people on the conservative right, but it's predominantly the people on the conservative right, have lost their fucking minds. Lost their fucking minds. They're saying that... um, he never says anything about race. He never says anything about race. I don't understand why the hell you would make it about race. It's got nothing to nothing know about race. He doesn't have to mention race for it to have racial undertones and, and, and dog whistles, you fucking moron. That's what a fucking dog whistle is, you dumb fucks. Sorry, I have to say that shit here because TikTok will then take the videos down if I say it on TikTok. The only other place I could really say it is YouTube. Uh, but... That's the whole fucking point behind it being a dog whistle. It's discreet. It's not directly, overtly racist, but the racists know what he's talking about. And and this is the problem that I have with it. Uh, The backlash towards people like myself. Uh, The the problem that I have with the backlash towards people like myself for pointing out these racial overtones and these dog whistles is that the people that are coming after me for making these statements are assuming that I don't know anything about small town life and they're just dumb enough to, to dig their own fucking grave while saying, well, you live in a city. You live in, in in Chicago. You don't know what goes on in a small town. Well, first of all, I don't fucking live in Chicago, asshole. I live in Chicagoland. It would really be helpful if some of you ignorant fucks could learn the difference between the actual city of Chicago and the Chicagoland area. But having said that, I have not lived in the Chicagoland area my entire life, and nor has my family. My father was born in a small town in southern Indiana. My father's family still lives in small towns in southern Indiana. I spent my summers growing up in that same small town in southern Indiana. I moved to that small town in southern Indiana after graduating eighth grade up here and did my high school years in southern Indiana. My daughter, my oldest daughter, Ashley, her husband and their two children still live in a small town. And when I say a small town, they live in a town of less than 400 people. The town that I lived in and went to high school in and that my father was born in, at the time I lived there, had just a smidge over 4,000 people. Yeah, I'm familiar with small towns. I'm familiar with small town mentality. I'm familiar with small town people. And I'm here to tell you that those small towns have a lot of really good people in them. They have a lot of people that will give you the shirt off their back, that will Have you come in, sit down, and eat a meal if you're in need. That will help you out if you're in trouble. But a lot of those same small-town people that are willing to open their door to you, willing to give you their shirt off their back, willing to give you a plate of food if you're in need, probably wouldn't do it if you were black. Probably wouldn't do it if you were Asian. Probably wouldn't do it if you were Hispanic. And I know this from personal fucking experience. It's not hyperbole. It's not a guess. It's not a hypothesis. I'm not estimating what their response would be. I'm I'm talking about it. I'm coming to you from personal fucking experience. I've seen a Klan parade, a float in a Fourth of July parade in those small towns with my own two fucking eyes. What Jason Aldean was getting at in that song was, hey, you darkies can try that shit up in Chicago, but you come here, we're going to fucking find the tallest tree in the country and take care of that problem. That is exactly what Jason Aldean was saying. And what's really fucked up about it, and and I'm going to do a TikTok video about this later on today, what's really fucked up about it is that you hear constantly from these people, constantly about how the crime-ridden cities are the problem, right? Well, look at the cities. The cities are nothing but crime-ridden. They will, in some cases, flat-out tell you that it's the black people on welfare committing all the crimes in the cities that are the problems. And then when you point out the song and its racial overtones and its racial dog whistles, they go, I can't believe you would assume he was talking about black people. They will tell you in one breath, literally tell you in one breath, black people committing crimes in the city is, the, is exactly what's wrong with this country, and then when you talk about Jason Aldean's song, they will go, I can't believe you assumed he was talking about black people in the city when he wrote that song. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Gee, how did we put two and two together to come up with four? I don't know. Maybe it's been your entire fucking viewpoint towards people in cities. Now, let me just ask you guys a question. Who do you think prominently lives in cities? Black folk. Now, are there white folks in cities? Of course. Are there black folks in small towns? Of course. Are there a shit ton of black folks in small towns? Nope. Nope. You gotta be Ray fucking Charles to not see what what's going on with that fucking song. You you gotta be you either gotta be blind as a fucking bat or willfully ignorant. And I gotta do a TikTok later on this morning or today because one gentleman overnight left a comment on one of the Jason Aldean songs. Boo hoo, you pussy! On one of my videos about it. Turns out. He's from a former son downtown right here in Illinois. Go fucking figure. <sighs> hey, the one positive in all of this is that the racists show themselves for the racists that they are when they come out of the woodwork to support other racists. So we've got that going for us. You know what I mean? We got that going for us. Alright, moving on, let's uh, start talking about uh, actual politics here, instead of some ignorant fucking hillbilly that's never lived in a small town his entire life, talk about, try that in a small town, hey Aldine, don't you have another wife to cheat on, you ignorant hillbilly fuck, <sighs> moving on, you guys seen what's going on at our border in Texas, Greg Abbott done lost his fucking mind. I'm going to read to you now from The Guardian. Texas troopers employed by Greg Abbott's Border Patrol Initiative were instructed to push children into the Rio Grande and deny migrants water in extreme heat, according to emails sent by a state employee. Nicholas Wingate, a trooper medic from the state's Department of Public Safety, expressed concern over, quote, inhumane Actions towards migrants in a July 3 email to supervisors and reveals others' unreported incidents involving migrants. The email, which the Guardian independently reviewed, gives a report of weekly events from June 24th to July 1st, detailing several cases of migrants being caught or injured by barbed wire in Eagle Pass, a Texas city along the Rio Grande. In the email, Wingate calls several policy cha- calls for several policy changes, my apologies, I'm doing this off of actual written notes here, policy changes to prevent further injury to migrants, including removing barrels wrapped in razor wire in the river. Quote, the wire and barrels in the river needs to be taken out as this is nothing but an inhumane trap in high water and low visibility, Wingate wrote. He also told officials to reverse orders to withdraw, to withhold, I'm sorry, water from migrants. Quote, due to the extreme heat, the order to not give people water needs to be immediately reversed as well, Wingate wrote. Quote, I believe we have stepped over a line into the inhumane. Yeah, you have. If you're not following this story, and you might not be following this story, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has—he's ordered his people to deny access to people crossing the Rio Grande. And the emails that were released by this uh, employee shows that they have been ordered to literally push the children crossing the Rio Grande River and coming up onto the banks of Texas soil to literally push those children back into the Rio Grande. I, I can't even fit that into my head. And, and if you haven't seen them yet, they put these giant floatable orange balls in the, uh, in the river. As a deterrent, you know how like if you go to a beach and they'll have that that rope with those those little floaties on it that tell you you can't go past this point. Imagine that, but they're like fucking huge. They're like three times the size of those target balls out in front of a target store, and they're they float, a- and they're wrapped with fucking razor wire with, with barbed wire. I don't, I don't even know how to fucking respond to this, folks. It's like Greg Abbott is trying to outdo Ron DeSantis for the biggest inhumane douchebag sack of dog shit that this country has to offer. Dude rapped inflatable balls with barbed wire and put them in the river so that when people were crossing the river and reached those balls and tried to climb up over them or tried to get around them and, and went to go grab them to like hold themselves up in the high water of the river they would get sliced open and then if you make it past those balls and you get to the fucking the coastline the actual shore they're ordered to push it back in. I, <laughs> what the fuck is wo- wrong with Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott, and the Republican Party in general? Inhumane. That doesn't even begin to cover what's happening in Texas. Inhumane. <laughs> What's fucked up about it is that Texas themselves have deemed undocumented immigrants to be a net positive for the economy. Greg Abbott is an absolute bucket of dog shit. He needs to be voted out of office and most likely brought up on criminal charges. What kind of a human being could condone that? What kind of a human being could allow that? What kind of a human being could order that? And furthermore, on the part of the Border Patrol agents, what kind of a human being would actually carry out those fucking orders? Let's not forget they're part of the fucking problem in this whole equation. If they're wrapping inflatables in barbed wire and tossing them into the river uh, upon order, they're part of the fucking problem. If they're pushing kids back into the Rio Grande, they're part of the fucking problem. If they're denying water to migrants in extreme heat, they're part of the fucking problem. Oh, they were just following orders. Bullshit. It's an excuse that didn't work for the Nazis at Nuremberg, and it ain't going to work for the fucking Border Patrol agents in 2023. I, I I can't believe what Greg Abbott I mean I can believe it, but I can't believe what Greg Abbott is doing down in Texas. What an absolutely disgusting development. Shame on Texas. Shame on you guys for allowing that sack of shit to be in office. <sighs> Let's move on to uh, Trumplandia, where we have several developments that have occurred this week, none of which are good for Trump himself. Let's start in Georgia, where the Supreme Court rejects Trump's bid to have the case against him ended. If you guys haven't been keeping up, uh, Georgia has been investigating Trump uh, for his attempt to overturn the election there in 2020, and Trump... Is trying to have that entire investigation stopped. It's not like he's trying to have a case thrown out of court because there's no case yet. He's trying to have the investigation stopped. I shit you not, folks. I'm going to read to you now from Politico. Georgia's highest court has unanimously rebuffed a last-ditch bid by former President Donald Trump to try and head off a potential indictment for tampering with the results of the 2020 presidential election in that state. Monday afternoon, all nine justices of the Georgia Supreme Court said Trump's lawyers failed to make a persuasive case for shutting down the inquiry led by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. She has signaled that indictments are possible in the election-related probe in the next few weeks as a grand jury convenes to consider possible charges. The Georgia court said Trump was attempting to end run around the normal process of seeking relief first in lower courts, and there was no reason to permit that in these circumstances. Quote, he makes no showing that he has been prevented fair access to the ordinary to the ordinary channels. The high court wrote in an opinion not attributed to any specific justice. Quote, he is asking this court to step in and itself decide the motions currently pending in the superior court. This is not the sort of relief that this court affords, and or, I'm sorry, at least absent extraordinary circumstances that petitioner has not shown are present here. Trump's lawyers have claimed that Willis has violated the state's rules governing grand juries in various ways, including by using a special grand jury to investigate potential crimes related to the 2020 presidential election, and then presenting that evidence to another regular grand jury that is considering potential indictments against Trump and his allies. (laughs) He's desperate, folks. He's desperate because he sees what's going on. He's desperate because he sees the developments. He's particularly freaking out about Georgia because they have already flipped some of the, state, the fake electors. If you remember, part of the plot to get Trump elected, even if he lost the election, was to have fake electors in key states say that he won. Every state has a group of electors. They're duly elected to certify the vote of that state in a presidential election. And in key states like Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, these fake electors actually attempted to do that. They convened, they drew up fake documents, they submitted fake documents to the state and to the county that said that Trump won the election when he did not. And it was all led by Trump and his campaign. And Fannie Willis has already flipped a handful of those fake electors in the state of Georgia. They've agreed to testify to what they know in order to not go to prison, which means they're going to testify who told them to do this, who put them up to this, who said, yeah, don't worry about it, just do this and make sure that so-and-so won instead of so-and-so. Now, where do you think that that fucking ladder stops, folks? You think that stops at Rudy Giuliani, who was part of the attempt to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia? Do you think that stops at Lindsey Graham, who was very involved in Georgia specifically when it comes to trying to overturn the election there? You think that those people were the ones the the marching orders? Or do you think it might have been Trump himself? So he can see that they've already flipped some of these uh, electors. He can see that the grand jury has been convening and looking at the evidence. He already knows he's caught on fucking tape asking the state-level elected official to quote-unquote find the requisite number of votes he needed to overturn the election. He knows he's fucked, so he's just asking the all-Republican Supreme Court to say, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop this. And when I say all Republican, it is a nine-justice Supreme Court, and eight of Georgia's Supreme Court justices were appointed by Republican governors. One took office in a nonpartisan election. It's an all-conservative Supreme Court. And so he's hoping his buddies in these all-conservative courts, like the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, Will help him out with his bid to overturn the 2020 election. And what the dumb fuck doesn't realize is all he had to do was accept the loss and run for re election again in 24, and none of this shit happens. None of this shit's an issue for him. But he just couldn't accept the loss. He couldn't take the fucking L, he couldn't say, God damn it. I lost that one, but we're going to work harder and we're going to get it back in 24. Nope. He's been pounding this fucking drum that he was screwed out of it. He was stolen from him. It was rigged for three fucking years now. And now all of his efforts are coming back to bite him in the ass. The case in Georgia will proceed. He will be indicted in Georgia before the fall. And he will not be able to get out of it. Something else he's not able to get out of right now? Paying E. Jean Carroll, the woman he raped in the 90s, $5 million. You guys remember that case that just happened? She sued him civilly for defamation after he claimed he didn't sexually assault her. And then he lost that case and was ordered to give her $5 million. Well, he appealed that. He wants a new case. Keep in mind, the coward piece of shit never bothered to show up and testify on his own behalf in the original case and then said that he was silenced. They wouldn't even let me say anything. No, asshole. The judge in that case actually gave you four additional days to show up and tell your side of the story. You chose not to. And then blamed it on your lawyers. Said that your lawyers told you not to testify. Well... He lost his appeal for that new case. A federal judge, I'm going to read to you now from NBC News, a federal judge in New York on Wednesday denied Donald Trump's uh, appeal over E. Jean Carroll's civil sexual assault and defamation claims against the former president. In a 59-page decision, U.S. District Judge Louis Kaplan also denied Trump's request to reduce the amount a jury awarded Carroll this year. Kaplan wrote that Trump's arguments that the $2 million she was awarded on the sexual assault claim was excessive, were entirely persuasive. I'm sorry, it was five million dollars. My apologies. Were uh, were excessive, were entirely unpersuasive. "Quote: There is no basis for distributing disturbing the jury's sexual assault damages, and Mr. Trump's arguments with respect to the defamation damages are no stronger." Kaplan wrote. He failed to produce enough evidence to get a federal judge to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should hear this case again. So he has to cough up the $5 million, and because he won't shut the fuck up about E. Jean Carroll, because he keeps running his fucking mouth about E. Jean Carroll, she is seriously considering suing him for defamation a second time for new comments made about her since the case wrapped up. That's how fucking stupid this piece of shit is. Now here's the problem for E. Gene Carroll. Trump has a history of dragging this shit out. He's getting to be an old man. And everybody and their brother is coming after him. And when they all come after him and he's found guilty on all of these various charges, he's going to be lucky if he has $5 million to cough up to uh, Carroll. So I hope she gets her money soon, because if not, she might never get it. I can't believe. Yeah, I, I, I know it's believable now that we've lived through the last seven, eight, nine years, but I can't believe we have reached a point in this country where a man who has been adjudicated in a court of law as having sexually assaulted a woman is actually the front runner for the nomination for the President of the United States in either of the two parties. Now, that's where conservatives are going to come in here and go, you got to be shitting me. You ever heard of somebody called Bill Clinton? Yeah. Yeah, I heard of Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton was a misogynistic piece of dog shit who cheated on his wife and doesn't deserve to have a loving marriage and a loving partner in this world. This is a whole different thing, folks, and you know it is. Donald Trump took this woman into a changing room at a fucking department store in New York in the 90s and raped her. Because he thinks that the laws don't apply to him. He thinks, I'm rich. I'm famous. I can do this. What are you going to do about it? And here's the thing. Being that rich and being that famous, having your name and face plastered over newspaper and magazine covers around the world and buildings all over the country should have equated to you being able to actually get some pussy without having to take some pussy. Which tells you just how big of a fucking douchebag this guy really is. That he had to assault somebody to get his fucking dick wet. Dude, I'm a fucking nobody. An absolute fucking nobody. And before I met my wife, I had no problem getting some strange. I never had to rape one single person. I never had to assault one single person. But one of the most well-known, famous, and thought-to-be richest men in the world had to. Because he's that much of a bucket of dog shit. And people just can't fucking stand who he is as a human being. I mean, that's why the piece of shit's had three wives. Who knows? Anyway, I told you I was going to tell you about the Michigan uh, fake electors. As I was talking about earlier with Georgia, Donnie tried to get fake electors in key states to say he won when he didn't win. And as we know, as we've already discussed, he is facing, uh, potential felony indictments in the state of Georgia. As a result of that, excuse me, I need to... uh, Ooh, I have the hiccups, as my stepmother would once say. I need to wet my whistle. See, this is part of it being an amateur podcast. Hang on a second. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, as I was saying, in addition to Georgia... now. Let me just pause real quick about uh, Michigan uh, before we get to it. When it comes to Georgia, I firmly believe he's going to be uh, he's going to be uh, indicted on RICO charges. If you don't know what RICO is, R I C O, look up RICO charges. It is it is the uh, the the uh, the statute, I believe. I forget the proper terminology for it. It, it is the mechanism by which uh, district attorneys go after organized crime. What RICO says, the RICO statute says that if there's a conspiracy to do crime, to commit crime, by multiple people, let's say you got 10 people that are uh, conspiring to commit a crime, if one of them commits a crime, then you can charge all of them with that same crime. So that's how they went after the mob in New York City. Ironically, the person who went after the mob in New York City successfully using RICO statutes was Rudy Giuliani, who is now caught up in the entire Georgia thing. And so they say, okay, this is an organized crime family. We know that the crime family uh, has the purpose of committing crime. And, uh, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts over here committed murder. So we can charge everybody in the organization with that murder. Which means anything that they can try Trump for... They can try anybody else involved with the conspiracy. Lindsey Graham, Rudy Giuliani, all of these fake electors. Anybody involved in it. Which is probably why Fannie Willis has got a handful of those fake electors to already flip and work uh, with her prosecution of, potential prosecution of Donald Trump. Well... As I said, there are fake electors in the state of Michigan as well, and now Michigan has indicted those sixteen fake electors. I'm going to read to you from the New York Times. The Michigan Attorney General announced felony charges on Tuesday against sixteen Republicans for falsely portraying themselves as electors from the state in an effort to overturn Donald J trump's 2020 defeat. Each of the, of the defendants were charged with eight felony counts including forgery and conspiracy to commit forgery, uh, on accusation that they had signed documents attesting falsely that they were Michigan's, quote, duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president. Quote, they weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it, Attorney General Dana Nessel, a Democrat, said. Quote, they carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. The charges, the first against false electors in a sprawling scheme to hand the electoral votes over to Donald Trump, uh, add to the rapidly developing legal peril for Mr. Trump and those who helped him try to overturn the results of the election. They came the same day that Mr. Trump said federal prosecutors had told him that he's a target of the investigation into the January 6th, January 2021 attack on the Capitol, something we're going to be talking about in a minute. <clears throat> so these 16 fake electors in Michigan have been each handed eight felony counts. And from my understanding in the reading that I've done about these indictments of these 16 fake electors, they're each looking at several years in prison per indictment. What I read yesterday was for each of the eight felony counts that they've been indicted on, Like, one of them carries a two-year sentence, one of them carries a five-year sentence, and the rest each carry 14-year sentences. That is an assload of potential prison time for somebody to uh, maybe spend for somebody else's desire to win an election. But that's just me. Hang on a second here. Sorry, my apologies. So when I see that, what I think, what, what, what goes through my head is how many of them are going to be willing to go to prison for Trump? We've already seen six or eight, I can't remember what the exact number, of fake electors in Georgia flip and say, Yeah, I'll work with you. Don't send me to prison and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Now these 16 fake electors are indicted in Michigan. How long before they cut similar deals? How long before they say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm facing how many years? How many decades in prison? Seriously? I'm looking at 90 years in prison? Nah, I'll tell you whatever the fuck you need to know. And Trump. Will be indicted out of Michigan. If they got these 16 fake electors. Sooner or later they're going to get Trump. So let's kind of. Before we get into this January 6th thing, let's kind of recap where we're at. Trump has already lost a civil case for $5 million and is being sued again by the same woman. He's probably going to owe her another $5 million. He's currently facing a civil lawsuit from New York for his business practices that's going to cost him $250 million and bar him from doing business in New York for 10 years. He is currently facing federal felony indictments in Florida for his handling of the documents case and it is widely believed that there are going to be more indictments for the documents case coming out of New Jersey where he is caught on tape showing somebody who is not authorized to see them uh, classified documents. So He's facing federally, uh, felony indictments in New York. He's facing felony indictments in Florida. He's probably going to be facing felony indictments in New Jersey for the documents case. He's on the verge of being fe- uh, fel- facing felony indictments in Georgia for trying to overturn the election. He is on the verge of most likely seeing felony indictments in Michigan now that they've got these 16 fake electors indicted. He's probably going to be seeing similar felony indictments out of the state of Arizona for the same fucking shit. And Then we have the the January 6th insurrection, and you knew Jack Smith wasn't going to let this shit go away, did you? Right? You knew it. Dude's been on the job for eight months. He's already leveled over 30 felony indictments towards Trump on one of the cases and has now sent Trump a notification that he is a target of the investigation. I'm going to read to you now from NBC News. Uh, Tuesday, Trump was notified that he is the target of an investigation by a Washington-based grand jury examining the Jan 6 riots and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Quote, deranged Jack Smith, these are Trump's words, quote, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent the letter, again, it was Sunday night, exclamation point, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment, Trump said in a truth social post. Trump said that effectively, Biden's number one political, that he is... Sorry, he added that he is Joe Biden's number one political opponent who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency, except for Joe Biden's ahead in the polls. I mean, the last poll I saw was last night and Joe Biden was ahead by five nationally. But never mind. Reality has never played a role in uh, whatever the fuck Donald Trump has to say. It was not immediately clear what the charges would be or whether anyone else received a target letter people who have been informed that they are targets of criminal probes are often but not always indicted. Trump said his lawyers gave him the letter, which he called, Horrifying News for Our Country. Well, I would disagree on that. I would disagree on that. So, what is a target letter? Uh, When federal prosecutors are investigating you and they get to the end of their investigation and they're getting ready to indict you, They let you know that you are a target of their investigation. That's what a target letter is. That's why Trump is freaking out about it, because he knows what that means. And he's accurate. It means that he is most likely going to be indicted really, really, really soon. Because they only send uh, target letters, usually only send target letters, to people who are about to be indicted because uh, the investigation into them is close to wrapping up. And he's freaking the fuck out about it. Because here's the thing that Donald Trump never does. He never backs down, right? He never admits that he was wrong. He never backs down. He never just takes the deal. And if he doesn't take a plea deal from federal prosecutors on any of the charges from any of the cases that he's looking at, and he decides to go to court and fight it, and he's found guilty, he's fucked. Because he could have kept his ass out of prison with a plea deal, but if he decides to roll the dice and take it all the way to, to, uh, to uh, court and loses, the judge is going to throw his ass in fucking jail. The judge is going to throw his ass in prison. So he has a lot of really tough decisions he needs to make in the future. When this is all said and done with, he is going to be facing dozens and dozens and dozens of indictments from multiple cases, from multiple prosecutors across multiple investigations and multiple states. Let's break them all down one more time. He's already being sued by New York for $250 million for his fraudulent business practices. He's already facing over 30 felony indictments from New York for the shit he pulled up there. He's already facing over 30 federal uh, federal felony indictments in Florida for his mishandling of the documents case. He is probably going to see more felony indictments from the federal level from New Jersey for his handling of documents, mishandling of documents. He's on the verge of being indicted in Georgia, felony indictments from Georgia for trying to overturn the election there. You have to think that some of these fake electors in Michigan are going to flip on him and he's probably going to be indicted in Michigan as well. Uh, we'll put Arizona to the side. I still think he's going to get indicted in Arizona too, but put that to the side. And then there's this January 6th thing where he is probably going to be indicted as well. Folks, he is already, right now, before Georgia indictment uh, indicts him, before Michigan indicts him, before Arizona indicts him, before Jack Smith indicts him for more Uh, uh, nefarious handling of documents in New Jersey and before the January uh, 6th federal indictments come down he is already, right now just based off the felony indictments he's currently looking at facing over 400 years in prison and he has dozens more indictments still to come And the followers just keep moving the goalpost, right? He's never going to lose re-election. Are you out of your fucking mind, Trump 2020, bitches? Then he loses the election. Well, it was stolen from him. It was rigged. But don't worry, he'll be back. Well, I don't know. They're going to investigate him. on They're never going to investigate him. That's unprecedented in American history. Boom, he's investigated. Yeah, but they're never going to charge him because they got nothing on him. Boom, they charge him. Well, the charges aren't ever going to stick, don't you worry? I have people in my comment section telling me there won't even be a trial. This will all get tossed out. Then, when the trial comes and he does get found guilty, they're going to go, yeah, but he's not going to be thrown in prison. You watch. He's really running the show here. It doesn't matter what happens with this fucking guy. The soft-headed among us are going to forever make excuses for him. They're going to forever back him. They're going to forever say, wow, no, 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 that's not what he did. That's not what he meant. That's not what he was trying to do. Yes, it fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. He's a narcissistic piece of shit who cannot admit that he lost anything. So he cannot admit that he lost the 2020 election, and his attempts to overturn that loss are going to land his ass in a heap of fucking trouble. Now, will Jack Smith cut him a deal? Maybe. I I sure as fuck hope he doesn't. I hope they federally prosecute him all the way and throw his ass in prison. And my personal hope is, is that Donald Trump takes his last fucking breath behind bars. I hope the federal prosecutors and New York seize his properties and his assets, break them up, and sell them off while his children watch. I hope they turn Mar-a-Lago into the nation's largest battered women's shelter. I just don't know what kind of deals he can cut on the state level. I don't know what kind of deal he can cut in Georgia, Arizona, and Michigan to state-level shit coming his way. In New York, for that matter. Listen, he might get lucky in Georgia. He might get indicted. He might get found guilty. And the Republican governor of Georgia might go, you know what, we're going to just pardon his ass because this is unprecedented and we don't want any part of it. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? New York, Michigan, and uh, Arizona, however... They don't have sympathetic Republican governors. Remember, Carrie Lake lost her election in Arizona. She ain't there to pardon Trump if he gets indicted on the state level in Arizona. You think Gretchen Whitmer is going to pardon him in Michigan if he's indicted and found guilty? No. You think the governor of New York is going to pardon him? No. And keep in mind that it doesn't matter who's in office in the White House, Republican or Democrat, you cannot be pardoned for state-level crimes. So if he is indicted, tried, and found guilty in New York, Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona, there isn't a fucking president on the planet that can do anything for him. Not one. He would have to be uh, paroled, paroled, pardoned, my, my bad. He would have to be pardoned by the governors of those states. And that's simply not going to happen, at least not in every case. And the the governor of Georgia it would be political suicide if he did that. Keep in mind, Georgia is rapidly becoming Illinois. Georgia has historically been a red state, do not get me wrong. But Georgia also has a fuck ton of democrats in it. And Georgia is becoming bluer and bluer by the minute. Atlanta is the fastest growing metro area in the United States of America, and it is doing to Georgia what Chicago did to Illinois. It means that most of the people that live in Georgia are now democratic and live in an urban environment. Georgia is the Illinois of the South moving forward. Try pardoning Trump as a Republican governor in Georgia and see if your ass gets reelected the next time around. I guarantee you it doesn't. So Donnie is facing a shitload of legal troubles from a shitload of various investigations, from a shitload of various prosecutors, from a shitload of various states. And yet the red hats out there still say it's all a hoax. Every last bit of it. I'm wondering if they're going to say the prison he's in is a hoax too, folks. Although I'm still a firm believer that when uh, the rubber hits the road, when it comes right down to it, I think he's going to try and flee this country. I think he's going to tell his boys, fuel the jet, we are the fuck out of here. And either one of two things happens. Either he gets away and flies to a country like Russia and says, I'm a political uh, prisoner in my own country. I need to flee. Uh, I'm I'm now going to be a political refugee in your nation. Can you believe what they're doing to me? That's either going to be what happens or they're going to nab him trying to get on his plane and get out of the country. The the feds are going to show up because you know they're going to be watching his ass. They're going to be watching his every move. The feds are going to show up and be like, where are you going? Uh, nowhere. I was just going to go get, you know, like a Whopper or, or something. Oh, with the plane? You were going to go get a Whopper with the plane? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of a long drive. I didn't want to tie up the roads, you know. I was a little hungry. just thought I'd go get a Whopper. Maybe some onion rings, you know. See if the BK is still open. Yeah, no. Climb on down. We're going to take you into federal custody right now. Wouldn't that be a fucking sight if this Jagoff actually tried to flee the country, they nabbed him trying to get onto his plane, and then you see him handcuffed being walked off of his own fucking plane. Jesus fucking Christ, would that be awesome. Oh, what a fucking sight. That would be that image that would be replayed forever and ever. And ever, amen. I can tell you personally, I'd be able to play ring toss with myself, my dick would be so hard, if they actually had footage of him getting hauled out of his own fucking plane in handcuffs because the cocksucker tried to flee the country. (sighs) Watch this space, folks, because all of this shit is still developing and it's all going to result in more news coming in the extraordinarily near future. But, For right now, that's the end of this week's particular podcast. As I said already, uh, don't watch for a new podcast next week as I will be in Mexico, hopefully, stuffing my face with tacos. And uh, I will return the week after next with a brand new episode where we will where we will break down any developments in all of these news stories, talk about any new uh, news stories that broke, and uh, I'll give you a little bit of a vacation breakdown. And don't forget, we're knocking on the door of football season, boys and girls. People have already started reporting to camp. It's on like Donkey Kong, which means you boys' football picks sure to be wrong Will begin again in the very near future. If you're just now tuning into my podcast uh, during the football regular uh, season and postseason, on every one of my Friday podcasts, I give you my winner, uh, my winners picks. I tell you who I believe is going to win I- each game, and uh, if you uh, take those picks and go out and bet money on them, you are sure to lose your ass. So don't do it. All right. Okay, that's all I got for you guys this week. Be sure and tune in in two weeks for a new episode. And until then, as always, stay grateful.